Blackhawks fans, welcome into the Four Feathers podcast. I am Giannani, Ron Luce, and Tony Marchese alongside me. Boys, that intro was hot. First time Ooh. debuting it tonight. How are we feeling about that? Oh, chef's kiss, Johnny. It was, what an intro. A big, huge, massive shout out to our guy, Brian Lefevre. Uh, hashtag Lefevre Fever is real here at Tap Sports Up because he makes bangers like that. What an intro. Uh, but more importantly, gentlemen, what a night to be back on with you talking Blackhawks hockey. Uh, Johnny, love the intro and love being back with you guys. Happy, happy to talk Blackhawks hockey with you too. The weekend starts on Thursday, boys. We, we got to kick it. That's been the rule here, right? At ONTAP Sportsnet at Four Feathers. And uh, we got to kick it off, kick it off right. And uh, we, got, we got a big Blackhawks weekend ahead, Ron. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, a couple of games is a big event, too, on uh, Sunday night. But you might have, might have heard what's going on. Maybe yeah, our names just hint at it, little, something like that. Mentioned. So we, we, we've got a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, Ron. we got uh, some recent trends uh to discuss here as have been going on with the blackhawks and unfortunately kind of slipping back into um what we expected from the season but ron i think we can go back and reference remember we did that show on opening night of how to get through the blackhawks season i feel like so many of those points are relevant right now don't don't you say no oh my god so so incredibly relevant i i think obviously number one is is always relevant but you know we got you know point uh of atrium beers coming up on sunday we've got um, you know, watching the boys and, 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 and taking those silver linings throughout, uh, I will say, Johnny, I mean, we had what I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick count here. We had 30 points of those 30. I, I mean, I think we've successfully hit on at least half of them so far. It's right. We did a good job preparing yeah. our, our four feathers faithful. Yeah, so if you go, if you forgot about that show or, or weren't in, in attendance and didn't watch that or listen to that one, number one, what Ron was referencing was drink heavily. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely a way to help you get through uh, some of these games, especially when they're lost. It's like, yeah, we know we know the direction, but man, it still stings. Man, vis- misery beers definitely taste worse than victory beers, but it's better than no beers at all. So um, I've been doing that one. Another one, just really quick, Ron, just in terms of like new stuff here. Uh, number six on that list was follow the Seattle Thunderbirds uh, to watch Kevin Korchinski highlights and updates. Well, guess what? There's a new guy there. You wrote about it at ontapsportsnet.com. Tell us sure what did. went on with Seattle Thunderbirds and WHL. Yeah, a little under the radar, um, you know, probably in the in the grand scheme of it, a lot, a lot of back, a lot of Blackhawks fans probably didn't see it or think much of it, but Nolan Allen, 2021 first-round draft pick for the Chicago Blackhawks, traded from the Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL to the exact same Seattle Thunderbirds that you referenced there, Johnny. And now he and Kevin Korczynski might be paired together. Like, there is a very good chance these two get paired together on a line. Seattle Thunderbirds are already in a very good spot uh, with WHL championship aspirations. They are second in the Western conference right now in the early part of the season here. Maybe we get to see uh, a little bit of a, a pair of first round Blackhawks draft picks on the same deep pairing, Johnny. And I'll tell you what, if that's the case, it might be a little bit of foreshadowing for what's uh, what's to come here in a few years. If those two play well together and, uh, and that translates to the NHL level. 
Yeah, most definitely, Ron. Uh, the, you can go check all the details of that trade out uh, at ontapsportsnet.com. Ron uh, did a nice job of writing that up, so go and check it out. Um, and all of your Blackhawks news updates needs uh, all there, ontapsportsnet.com once again. All right, Ron, let's move into a little bit of uh, recent trends here, Ron. It's been a little bit since we've uh, discussed uh, many Blackhawks games here on Four Feathers. And unfortunately, they're kind of regressing to expectations. And I guess I shouldn't say unfortunately. It's just kind of what has been expected, right? That's why I kind of wanted to sure. reference some of that stuff that we said on opening night because, um, you know, you're, you're two, five, and three over your last 10. This is more of what we thought we'd be seeing, these types of stretches, right? Um, and it, you know, I'm glad in the moment now looking back that I appreciated the little run that they had uh, at the beginning when there was a little bit of excitement, some of those comeback wins and stuff. But, Ron, let's be honest with ourselves. We, we can call a spade a spade here. This is – are you shocked at all uh, by any of this that's going on right now? I, I think the, the thing I'm most shocked about right now, Johnny, is you using a good a good old Ron Lucism uh, on uh, on on taps. You know, any on tap Sportsnet show here with we call a spade a spade, but – no, I'm not. I'm not shocked, Johnny. I, I think we we talked about it in in length, and I will say the one. I know you. I know you're not a big fan of these. The one silver lining, Johnny, of what this team is doing, they are playing hard, right? Like for the lack of talent that they have on the ice, they are still playing hard. I, I'll admit that two five and and three stretch could easily be two and eight, right? Like the fact that they have pushed teams to overtime, they've pushed for that extra point. I think that just shows the fight that Luke Richardson and, and the coaching staff are instilling in these guys. And, uh, you know, again, we're, we're seeing good performances, obviously, last night in the loss to St. Louis. Really good performance from Andreas Athanasiu. Um, Max Domi has looked very at home with Patrick Kane on the top line. I think as soon as Tyler Johnson gets back, that second line is going to continue to be effective again with him and, and Taves and Radish even though Taylor Radish cannot buy a goal right now. And, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm kind of excited to get that third line back together. Uh, give me, get, put, put Kershev back with Dickinson and Lafferty. Like I need, <laughs> I need those three back together again. Cause uh, honestly, like that, it felt like for times, especially when they're at home and they can control the matchups of lines, like that third line was very, 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 very good. And I, I think them getting healthy again, will help reinstill a little bit of that, like, hey, even if they do lose, they're still playing well kind of mentality. But again, you know, they, they've dealt with some pretty significant injuries, and I know we're going to talk about that here. But, you know, overall, again, it, it's one of those things like, hey, yeah, they're losing and it sucks and it it helps them in terms of draft position. But there's still so many things as a Blackhawks fan that encourages me that they got the right coaching hire done with Luke Richardson. And I think as soon as they add more talent to the mix, it, it's going to make a world of difference. Yeah, right. And it's been an interesting kind of sequence of games and how they've lost to, I mean, looking back on it, you know, I think you hit on a good point there. The the fight, um, they've been pretty much in every game and that kind of shows up too yeah, in those absolutely. overtime, you know, getting to overtime and losing, you know, pushing teams to the break. A team like the LA Kings, uh, that, that's, you know, a good team. They're in competitive mode, right? Um, right. Whereas you look right. at that, the only game they're really out of was that one off, like kind of like Saturday at Winnipeg, right? Uh, where they just got the blows door, uh, doors blown off of them, um, losing four or nothing in that one. But other than that, even like last night against St. Louis, I know things were kind of out of sorts, and we'll talk about why that was in a minute here. 
But um, even then, they, they have a little bit of response to it. They had a couple chances, like if they go, like you said, if Taylor Radish, if he could just buy a goal uh, at this point, he got robbed on a big glove stop there. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you, and that's something that we talked about too, and, and that's you know having the right guy uh, behind the bench, having the right message being instilled there, um, and then the team going out there and applying it and actually fighting through it because we saw them give up midway through games way too often over the past three seasons. All the time. All the time. Absolutely. And I think, again, like just 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 to hammer home what you said, Johnny, like I will appreciate a full game of playing hard and a loss versus a win where they give up halfway through. Like it, it, it just you're establishing culture that no matter who is in the building from a personnel standpoint is going to continue to carry forward and bring this team in the right direction. Going forward. Right. Uh, good point there. All right, uh, talking a little bit about those struggles and kind of ties into a news update here. Blackhawks are feeling the absence of Seth Jones right now, big time, Ron. Obviously, he's been out uh, for a couple of weeks now with uh, the uh, broken thumb, which uh, was an unfortunate play, just kind of he was trying to block a shot, uh, broke thumb, but um, he's still experiencing normal discomfort. Wednesday's x-ray was cloudy, um, so they're going to do another one in seven to ten days, but that, um, you know, he's out at least, you know, 10 days to another two weeks more. Um, and they're feeling on the back end. They're, they're trying to, you know, plug some holes there. Caleb Jones had himself a rough game last night. You feel like it's either hit or miss uh, for him, right? He'll make some nice plays. And then other times just looking completely um, in the wrong place, wrong time or blown by. And then Al Gregula too, who's now back down in Rockford sent down uh, earlier today. Um, it, it's been rough trying to fill that in the back there. Ron, I would say that, um, you know, with the kind of names that you have there and who knows they're still obviously they don't play until saturday they got you know today often they got tomorrow's a practice day too but i would say that you know ian mitchell might be a call up there um but oh we got tony popping back in he's back he's back i'm back i'm back can you hear me we can hear we you. Can, we can, we um, can. What I was going to say, Ron, building on that was that Philip Ruse might be your most like steady option. He might not be as like flashy at times as like Caleb Jones, but between him, Regula, and you know that that kind of three that have been rotating in and out for those last spots there, I would say that's probably your best option. But that all doesn't matter because your best is Seth Jones, and he's just an absolute. You know, it takes on so many minutes, and he's your by far number one guy. And then obviously shifts power play stuff there too. So I don't know about you, but I'm missing Seth Jones, and I think the Blackhawks are too. Yeah, you know what, Johnny? I'm happy we're missing Seth Jones. Like that means he is making that kind of impact that we have asked from him as that nine and a half million dollar defenseman per year, and that's good. Like it, it's good to miss Seth Jones. I'm not saying that it's good that he's out of the lineup, but it's it's a positive sign that this team almost made a big difference in terms of how they played since Seth Jones has been hurt. Like if you look at the stretch before he got hurt and since you've seen the difference, it, it's showing how important he is to this team. And I think how much he's bought in as a leader really on this team of, of accepting that role and doing what he is asked of him and being that steady, stable, number one workhorse. And I'll tell you what, man, I, I am so, so excited to have him back in the Blackhawks lineup because as soon as he is back and, and healthy, maybe maybe we see a little bit of a, a win streak again, right? Maybe we see a little, you know, two or three game win streak again uh, when the when the schedule is favorable because, again, he is he is showing up like the number one defenseman we hope he would be, Johnny. And I, again, I hate hate to see him on the sideline, but love the fact that we are actually sitting here going, damn it, I miss Seth Jones.
when he comes back, I want to see a little bit of a push in terms of getting that scoring total up. Um, obviously, unfortunate, nothing he can do about the injury at this point. But when he comes back, it was something we had talked about wanting to see more point production. I know him and his brother had that kind of like what bet for more goals. Um, you know, who, who would have more? And Caleb won that last year. But um, I want to see that uh, pushback because that was something that they were making a point of emphasis of. And I feel like it was getting close, at least at times, with him being a little bit more aggressive and taking the shots. Um, so I, I, I want to see that. That's what I want to see when he comes back. So, um, Tony, we, we were on Seth Jones. Uh, Blackhawks missing him right now. Are you missing Seth Jones, Tony? I am missing Seth Jones, Johnny. And I'm missing Seth Jones because I feel like he was starting this season the, the way that you wanted to see Seth Jones start a season for the Chicago Blackhawks. And, Johnny, you you hit the nail right on the head there when you said this. We have both been major proponents of Seth Jones earning every dollar of that contract. It's It's been choppy since Seth Jones has gone down. You want to see him back on the ice. You want to see him part of this. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it was really, really, I think, for this team, a lot larger of an impact losing him than anybody else you've lost injuries so far, including all the goaltenders that have gone down. He provided that stability on the blue line for you started to, to show some of that offensive flash that you were talking about. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm missing him. He's a fun player to watch. He was a fun player to watch when he was signed and you want to see him in the lineup. He's a reason to watch Blackhawks hockey. Yeah, right. Uh, obviously, he's got all the banners around the UC. A big name, obviously. He's going to be here for a while, so um, he is kind of a franchise face uh, of sorts. So definitely looking forward to getting him back. But once again, uh, 10 to 14 days is looking like the most realistic at the earliest uh, um, timeline for that. So uh, we'll keep you updated. Uh, check out ontapsportsnet.com for any injury updates as they become available. Um, all right, well, let's talk a little bit of trade stonks, guys. I know there's not going to be any deals happening yet. It's probably not going to happen until after the new year into January into February right with that trade deadline coming in March um but talking about guys that are getting off to a nice start that are starting to up their value and none of it's example a is double a Andreas Athanasiu last night two goals um obviously the guy can fly um is one of the fastest skaters in the league but um guys this is a nice start for him I, I felt like i this is what you kind of really wanted. And this is the ideal situation. Whereas I felt like if it was going to go awry and things were just not going to get off to the right foot here on the Blackhawks, you know, sort of full scale rebuild here, it would have been like a down slow start for him. And he would have had to recoup that um, into like December and January, pushing it too close to the deadline. But Hey, I like the early start from double a. Um, how about you guys? Yeah. I mean, uh, Athens was, has been everything. I think the Hawks have were hoping he would be, I think it was such an important move for those two in it being double A and, and Max Domi to bond well and to mesh well with Patrick Kane. Like, I think that was the in, intended, you know, kind of mission from the start. I think they wanted those three to play together as that top forward line. And really so far they've been able to, and they've actually looked good and cohesive as an entire unit, you know, and, and you add on to that, right, Johnny, like you said, Athanasiu's speed is such a game breaker. It's such a, a, a difference maker, really, on the ice at all times. That's going to be incredibly warranted and valuable 
when the trade deadline comes around. Because, again, you can have guys that can score. You can have guys that can be physical. There are very few guys in the NHL that have the same straight line speed like you and I were talking about before the show started as double A does. Like he is able to just make differences. And you saw it last night, right? That semi breakaway on the one goal, great pass as well in order to get him open. It looked like that was going to be just like sort of a fairly normal zone entry. And then boom, he just makes one guy miss their assignment. And before you know it, it's in the back of the net. Ridiculous speed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is, that is rare speed out of any NHL player. So I, I really do think AA is, is, is getting his value up and, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, even Max Domi has played incredibly well uh, over the course of this season so far. So love what we've seen out of AA, especially this last game with the two goals. But you got to appreciate what Max Domi is doing as well on that top line with Patrick Kane. I think we've got uh, 69 for life in the chat. Uh, that might be NWI Steve, but uh, I'm not I can't confirm nor deny <laughs> That's uh, if uh 69xxx.life is that's our, is NWI Steve or not? Yeah, if you follow along with other on tap shows, we had 69 mega over on the socks on tap podcast as our resident spam bot. So, 69 and that kicked off a winning streak, yeah. That that kicked off a winning streak for the White Sox. So, yeah, I'm I'm I've just got to bring it up. We we just had 69xxx.life, um, in the in the in the comments here and. Let's get back to the the trade stonks talk, but that that might be a good sign, Johnny. It might right. be a, a good premonition yeah. here for what Kyle Davidson's going to be able to pull off at the trade deadline. When you see good omens like this, uh, you know you gotta yeah. you gotta just call them out. So I, I want to go back to AA for a second here. His speed is just absolutely phenomenal, and he he puts it on showcase all the time. I think he's the type of guy that's really help the Blackhawks, at least in the top six, not miss Alex Dabrinkit as much as I think that most people thought that you would early on this season because he's providing some of that scoring. We've talked about secondary scoring on this show and guys that can not be the, the top guy. I mean, obviously, that's Patrick Kane for the Chicago Blackhawks, always will be. You've seen some resurgence from Jonathan Taves that's really helped cover some of that gap as well. But Max Domi... And and it, I'm not even going to be able to pronounce this name, so I'll just go with AA again. Like uh, I think it was Johnny had said earlier, uh, those two individuals are going to be hot commodities at the trade deadline. They absolutely will be, and they've done everything to put the Blackhawks in a great position to deal both of those names for a, a, a nice return at this point. And you want to see them stay healthy. I think that's going to be the biggest impact. Um, on what their stonks look like when it comes to the trade deadline, yep. just words stay right out of my mouth. healthy. Yep, Tony. Tony, can I ask you a really quick question? Because I'm just legitimately curious. Speaking of stonks being high, I want to know if your spelling stonks are high. Do you can you spell Athanasiu for us by chance? I, I'm not even going to attempt to do that right now. I know it starts with an A. <laughs> I don't even know what it ends with. Um, but he's just a joy <laughs> to watch on on the ice for the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, guys, he really reminds me of somebody that would have been a household name in Chicago on a playoff team. He really does. He, he, he's got some of that like vermette in him, right? Like that, not, not in the same regard, but 
He could play top six, and he's really good at it. Because he wears a number in the 80s. That's that's why you're thinking of him. (laughs) 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 A little bit of visual cue there as well. No, I I, I get what you're saying. uh, People would love him. People would love him down the stretch of a playoff run for the Chicago Blackhawks. They absolutely would. Difference there was obviously we met with the uh, center position, and then obviously Athanasi with much more speed. But both of those guys were not afraid to go to the front of the net and crash it if they needed to. So that's and something that's, that does. That's, that's kind of what reminds me of right. him a little bit. The, I, going to the dirty areas, getting those goals. Right. I, I, I agree with you on that front. And um, health, you, you had stolen the words right out of my mouth. Those guys got to stay healthy to be you know available and get you back what you want at the trade deadline. Um all right. Another thing, just really quick, you had mentioned that making it not, you know, the Alex to brink it absence not hurt as much. Obviously, it still hurts. You want to have a good sniper on your team uh, at all, all times. But um, with that, I think Patrick Kane summed it up, too. And he had a good quote the other day and said um, last year and years before they relied on a lot of, you know, really uh, quick saucer back and forth, you know, lateral passes, right? Whereas now they can play a straightforward game with speed and you're looking for those kind of stretch passes instead. So that's from the horse's mouth, Patrick Kane, the guy who's kind of, you know, um, driving that force uh, on that line. Uh, And then those guys complimenting it very well. Um, Bodes well. Let's move on to the other name on that line, guys. Max Domi. Um, I got to say, over the last, even in losses, over the last probably about six, seven games, it seems like every time, there is a really nice setup on a goal, a really nice saucer pass that springs someone into the zone. Example, last night, uh, plenty of other ones too. Prior to that, at Saturday night, I think he had uh, one where he was leading the rush for one of Tenorti's goals. Um, Max Domi seems to be the facilitator on it, but for some reason, it's not like as flashy or like called out because we're talking about a really good finish by somebody there. But I think Max Domi should be getting some credit for that. At first, he was kind of scoring the goals and then now he's doing a little bit of facilitating which i think ups his trade value overall obviously the goals are kind of going to be the sexier number of sorts however when you go and just bolster that point total then with nice setups it shows that a he can be a complimentary player for a contending team on on maybe like a lower line like a third line role if he's acquired for that and b shows that he can do it all he's kind of a well-rounded player uh, in that regard because obviously he's got a little bit of an edge to his game as well so i really like what i'm seeing from this guy as well uh, and i think who knows depending on how highly teams think of these guys and obviously injuries could play a factor uh, in between now and whenever uh, those guys are on the move um max Domi might be the one retrieving you more than athena c which kind of seems counterintuitive when you're looking at the goals from athena c right now however I do think the, the well-roundedness of Max Domi's game uh, will help the Blackhawks acquire some nice capital at the deadline. Yeah, the complete game element, Johnny, I think is the key here when it comes to a guy like Max Domi because not only is he physical, right? We we we've seen him, you know, channel his dad and tie Domi and you know get agitated and and be that kind of physical presence in in his way that he does. We've seen the assist numbers, right? This is a guy historically over the course of his career that has been a pass-first kind of guy. And the, and the numbers suggest it, right? I'm, I, I got his numbers up right here. He has one season, boys, in his entire career where he has scored over 20 goals. Just one. And it was an incredible season at that in 2018-19 under Luke Richardson, fun fact, uh, with the Montreal Canadiens where he put up 28 goals with 44 assists. But he's always been a very high assist total guy, right? This is a pass-first guy historically in the course of his career. Not only is he a pass-first guy, he's also a guy that can play both the center and the wing. And we've seen him play a very quality center 
so far in this uh so you know season so far with Chicago. Um as a matter of fact boys, I don't know if if you guys recall the last time we were all at a game together, um I think he started the first period like his first seven or eight draws he won in that game against Detroit. Like it's been a good run for Max Domi at the center position and then on top of that, let's take a look here because I think back to last season, right? He split it with Columbus and Carolina. He only played 19 games in Carolina, just registered seven points in those 19 games. On top of that, in 53 games with Columbus, he had a total of 32 points. He had 11 goals all of last season between, oh, doing quick math here. It's not going to help me. A lot of games between the two teams, right? 53 and 19. Are you the accountant? I am an accountant, but I do everything on a calculator, Tony. That's that's the problem. But in 16 games, he's already got four goals and seven assists for 11 points. That is a very good start for Max Domi. And I think, as you mentioned, Johnny, because of the well-roundedness of his game, on top of the success that he is having early on this season with Patrick Kane and, and Andreas Athanasiu, I really do think you are onto something. I do think he does command more at the deadline because of that versatility in his game at the forward position. He truly can play all three spots up front and do it well on top of that. I will go off the reservoir here and say, is Max Domi the kind of guy that you want to keep around for a couple of years, guys? And I'm, I'm kind of in that. I'm kind of in that camp. He has worn the Indian head sweater and treated it with the utmost respect during his time here. And yes, logically, he commands the most. He is of the most value right now, I think, at the trade deadline, like Johnny says. But there's also something with this Blackhawks team. I mean, I was just driving in my car the other day listening to Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief talk about how they would handle the trade deadline. I think this was last weekend. And what it means, even if the Hawks just make the playoffs and exit in the first round, what that would mean as a fan base to see Kane and Taves get another playoff run here because there's no guarantees that Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are going to be back for another playoff run. And now, obviously, things have slowed down since then. There's been a couple losses. I think the Seth Jones injury that we just talked about has significant ramifications on how well this team can play. But so far, they have overplayed in so many different metrics what they were expected to do. Max Domi is also part of that. He's a guy that has developed chemistry with his lines here he wanted to come here if i'm not mistaken to play for luke richardson is there a chance the suspense is killing me the, yeah no he's leaving us on a cliffhanger i think Tony's yeah right is is uh crap in the bed once again um ron when he's talking about that it's funny because of fill in here because tony called me discussing that very thing and you're saying oh would you you know would you go and would you uh um add possibly if you were like somehow precariously in a playoff spot and i told him like it's just not 
in the cards. They're going to slow down. Well, guess what? That slowdown's here. So that's why we're talking about trade stonks <laughs> instead of, uh, you know, the possibility of uh, getting back to um, potential playoff run here. Um, I mean, it, it's an interesting question to posit. And obviously, for discussion's sake, w- worthwhile. But, Ron, I'm going to bring it back and say that, yeah, uh, sure, he has represented the sweater well, as Tony had pointed out. However, is your best trade piece. And we all, we all thought what Hagel was a guy that you wanted around. We thought Debrinket was a guy that you wanted around. So history tells us the track record tells us he's getting shipped out for the best deal. As soon as Cal Davidson can. <laughs> it sure does. And you know what, Johnny, again, I, I kind of alluded to it when you and I were talking ahead of time before the show today, like maybe this is the type of guy that gets sent off at the deadline. And let's just say that Patrick Kane does return. Um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day as a Blackhawk next season, maybe this is a guy that you bring into the fold again and, and give him a couple year deal and let him play in the Indian head sweater. Who knows? Who knows what happens with Max Domi going forward? But I absolutely agree, at least for like this season in a vacuum. Yeah, he's getting moved, especially if he continues the success that he's on right now. Let's say he we get to 40 games and he's sniffing 30 points. He's a guy that is 100% getting moved, probably for a good return that's hopefully going to help Kyle Davidson and company build this Blackhawks team back into a contender that we all hope they will be. Obviously, that's a plan, Ron. We had discussed it. Tony's back with us now, um, weathering the technical issues that he's been having. But I am Tony. I'm just plowing through technical issues. You know, the (laughs) Wi Fi is down. We're here on the phone, and then Verizon decides to drop me. They don't want me on this podcast for some reason. They don't want me on this podcast, but I am here and I will I will not leave. The forbidden feather. Tony's a forbidden feather tonight. The forbidden feather. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony, you left us on a cliffhanger. It was pretty funny. Honestly, I ex- I forgot exactly what the last few words of your of your I don't remember were. what I said. I don't I don't I, remember what I said, but I kept going after it cut me off and nobody heard it except for the 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 basement here. Um but it was epic and it was great. I don't know how you guys continued it because I wasn't there for it, but uh, I said some cool shit and no one heard it. So <laughs> I'll dust, leave it at that. The dust, the dust bunnies under your uh, your basement couch and pool table. Yeah, heard they heard so, it. Well, I, I, agree, in that. I agreed with you. You bring up a good point that he and Max Jomi has represented the Indian Ed sweater. Um, you know, exemplary, right? Um, exactly. Type. He's of guy been cool and tough. Have, but we've He's been thought, cool and tough. Well, we thought that about Brandon Nagel. We thought that about Alex Dabrinkit. And guess what? Kyle Davidson shipped him off at the first opportunity for the highest value. So that's what's going to happen with Max Domi. But it's a good point that you bring up. That's what, that's where I went with it. <laughs> I think I think for the most part, what I'm looking for is guys to root for long term. And right now, as a Blackhawks fan, it kind of sucks because you see Andreas at Athenasiu, and you see that's good. You see Max Domi, and you see these guys that they brought in. You see Seth Jones on, you know, the shelf. There, you have to have something that you want to root for long term. Right. He's leaving us on the cliffhanger again, son of a bitch. He's doing it to us again. All right. I think he's doing it on purpose, Johnny. I yeah, know I he's. Think- I know he's blaming a technology issues here, but like. Yeah, how about that? I frozen, think he's, I think it's. I think it's on purpose. Frozen face too. I know. 
can we take like a screenshot of that? Is that is that acceptable here? Yeah, I'll <laughs> is get, that I, doable? I get a screenshot of him here. Here we go. Here we go. For those that for those that are listening on the podcast, this is our quick plug to uh, make sure you follow along when we go live here on YouTube.com. You can follow us at ONTAP Sportsnet. Um, you can see all of our weird, hysterical goofiness that we do during the actual show. Um, and this is one of those moments where we're, we're screen grabbing Tony's frozen face here with the old Budweiser American flag glasses on, a White Sox black hat on his head, um, and so much more. And, and again, you can only catch that if you join in with us either on the YouTubes or the Facebook we tell you to join in on the YouTubes because no matter how many shows are running at once, we can always run at the same time on YouTube. We cannot do that on Facebook. So be sure to subscribe over at YouTube at ONTAP Sportsnet. Johnny, we'll get that quick plug in there. Oh, and he's oh back. God, he's... You, just, this you time, just won't this, go away. <laughs> I won't. This, t- this time it said my phone overheated and tried to shut down on me. We're not letting this happen. We're not letting this happen. We will fight through it. <laughs> I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. We've got a new router coming from Comcast tomorrow. We should be back up and running it on Tap HQ. But uh, guys, I, I just I, I want somebody to root for long term. If I can finish my thought here real quick, I want somebody to root for long term. Yeah. It's easy to get behind Max Domi with the way that he treats the Indian head sweater. That's just my take. I agree. Good points. Good points all around. So it'll be sad to see him go. But if you go back and remember, Ron, on our first, or excuse me, the opening night special, remember we talked about these points, these uh, rules or how to, uh, tips of how to get through the Blackhawks season. What did I write about Max Domi? What did I say? You I said, said number, I said appreciate, number 14. But don't, <laughs> yep, appreciate, don't get attached to Max Domi. So Tony's already attached. So I think a lot of us are, rightfully so. Like you said, you want to have something to root for. However, the track record tells us that he will be gone at the deadline. So that, that does it for trade stonks here. Um, I guess you could mention Jonathan Taves in there too, but there's a lot of nuance to that one. And I think we could have a whole damn episode dedicated to him, but obviously Taser off to a nice start as well. Absolutely dominant in the face-off dot. Um, it will save him for another day. Um, those are obviously our, our kind of main two there. All right, guys, um, as we're kind of moving forward here and we're looking ahead um, to what's on tap next, uh, it'll be it's a weekend. Of, it's a hockey filled weekend, guys. Uh, I think everybody's obviously looking forward to the big event on Sunday, and we will talk about that in depth here in a second. However, there's another game on Saturday night on uh, out in Boston. Uh, it'll be a quick road trip. Back to back games there. We're playing back to back games. Penguins are playing back to back games. Obviously, the Hawks back home to host those Penguins on Sunday night. Um, Tony, I posed this to Ron before. Would you just send the Rockford Ice Hogs? out to Boston to play and then let the boys party with Marion Hosa and all the alums that'll be back in town. That might be, the, that might be the strategy. So you're probably going to get walloped anyway. Absolutely. Why not? Uh, you know, Marion Hosa's in town. He's going on a media tour. Everybody's there. I, I wouldn't send Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Let the boys have a Saturday night, Johnny. I, at this point, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter. I I'm right there with you. I would, I would let the boys have a Saturday night, you know, play a pick up hockey game with Marion Hosa and the UC on Saturday night. I bet it would outdraw viewers uh, that would watch the Blackhawks, this Blackhawks team play the Bruins on Saturday night. I would choose to go to the UC to see Marion Hosa lace him up with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves on the same line. One more time in a three on three pickup hockey game versus watch uh, the Blackhawks get destroyed by Boston on Saturday. So that's just where I'm at. 
let him have a Saturday night. Now that we say that, though, and we're joking about it, obviously it's all in good fun here. But w- watch him go to Boston and like have like some sort of like miraculous game. That's what that's honestly I, I've kind of like expected it. Seven like, to I, four, I, seven to four, something right. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know, have an offensive outburst that we haven't seen before. But I, I well, obviously the odds are highly stacked against that because the Boston Bruins are off to an excellent start out there. I think they're the top team in the Eastern Conference. So that's just a really tough, tough test there. But crazier shit has happened. I mean, last Saturday night, thinking about it, going on the trends here, Jared Tenori who basically never scored, what, like more than two goals in a season, scores two goals in one game from the defensive position as the kind of like lockdown, stay home pairing with Connor Murphy. Yet he goes goes off, scores two, I know it was the Anaheim Ducks, not the Boston Bruins that we're talking about. But point being, crazy shit can happen. Absolutely. Crazy shit can always happen. But you know what? I wouldn't be mad if we sent Lucas Reichel and the boys over there. Maybe Lucas Reichel has a couple of goals and they they lose a tough one, you know, 4-3 in overtime or something. But, yeah, I, I, I'm i all for the idea of letting the boys party with uh, with old Marion Hosa as he's here in town, as as Tony mentioned, on the media tour. The legend. Week. Yeah, let, let, let the demigod get his due with the boys again. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. We're all going to tune in. We're all hockey fanatics. Uh, we're going to watch them when they go play in Boston and see what happens. But Sunday is truly uh, the game I think all of us have circled on the calendar for, for the rightful reasons, Johnny. Right. What One last comment, include tying Saturday into this before we move on to, like I said, the big event uh, on Sunday. How do you line up your goalies here? Because Soderbloom started the most recent one. And if you're going your alternating pattern, that would put Staylock back in on Saturday night and then Soderbloom again for Sunday. However, I feel like you may want to reverse that if you want to give yourself the best shot at winning Sunday night with the sellout barn. You know what, Johnny? I don't know. I like I, I know Morazic is the number one goaltender and everything right now, but Soderblom has played really well. Like I'm I'm not I'm not like upset if Soderblom is in net on Sunday, if that if that sounds weird. I, I really do think the two are interchangeable right now because you know Morazic has played well at times and and, and as has Soderblom, but you know, if we're looking toward the future and and you wanna you wanna connect the past with the future, you know, maybe you do let Soderblom start on Sunday. Give him that pressure. I want to see how he performs under pressure. Hey, it's host tonight. It's gonna be a sold out barn at the UC. Everybody's gonna be want gonna be want you know want to be in attendance to see number 81 raised into the rafters before the game. How does number 40 come out and perform as a young goaltender with that, all that pressure on the line? I wouldn't be mad about seeing that at all, Johnny. That, that, that's, a, that's a good point, Ron, but I feel like if he was uh, Slovakian, that would be the route to go. Um, but neither of these guys are. So I would go and I'll go and turn back to Peter Mrazic's first performance back from uh, being on IR in, in that outstanding game against the Kings, unfortunately, uh, with 1.4 seconds left in overtime, got scored on. But that's the kind of performance I want to see against a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday night. So I would flip it, and I would go Soder Bloom Saturday, let him take the lumps at Boston, and then bring uh, Mrazic into that Sunday night. That would be my plan. Tony, goalie plan, then we'll get to the fun stuff. I'm going to go with uh, kind of what Ron said here, um, and I'm going to I'm gonna go uh, – Soda Bloom on, on Sunday, and here's my reason behind that. You want to test these guys in front of the biggest crowds, in front of the the highest moments of this. 
he's the one that has the most at stake here. I don't think you're going to see Peter Mrazek uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks in any sort of major situation in terms of playoff runs or anything of that nature. So get the get the young kid exposed to a sold-out Blackhawks crowd. Why not? Uh, what do you have to lose here? I mean, the real ceremony and the real reason people are going to show up on Sunday is to celebrate Marion Hosa. If you want to give this kid the kind of pass-the-torch moment, Put that on him. I think that that's the best test that you can while he's here. Obviously, uh, he's here because Stalox had his injuries and uh, Mrazek has as well, and that allowed him to come up here. But if if you're the Chicago Blackhawks, if you're Luke Richardson, uh, and you want to get a test of what it's like to see him in between the pipes uh, in uh, just a raucous atmosphere, that's the night that you put him in goal and so I'm going to go and say Mrazek on Saturday because uh, I think he gives you the best chance to win against the Bruins and then test at home just a sellout crowd, uh, your young goaltender, uh, and give him that floor because I think it'll be a special night for him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. All right. Agree, disagree. I like some difference in opinions there. All right. Time for the main event, boys. Marion Hosa Jersey Retirement Ceremony Sunday. Full schedule of events has been released. You can go and check out all the details on tabsportsnet.com. I've got them all listed for you conveniently there uh, with everything you need to know for times, for parking lots, gates, uh, discussion, pregame discussion, and uh, giveaway info, puck drop, ceremony info, all of that good shit. Boys, it's going to be an early one. Uh, it's uh, 4.30 p.m. for the Jersey Retirement Ceremony. But before that, there's a panel in the atrium and i'm excited to get there early and see this with you guys because it's nicholas jalmerson patrick sharp brent seabrook and duncan keith some of obviously the most iconic teammates that marinosa ever had here in chicago will uh be having a pregame discussion for it that place is going to be packed rowdy and i absolutely cannot wait to be enjoying beers with you and taking it all in yeah it's 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 gonna be special man it's it's gonna be a day that i think a lot of us as blackhawks hockey fans who have grown up and, and been fortunate enough to ride the wave of what was that truly that that modern era dynasty run that they had in in the early 2010s um it's gonna be a lot of fun right it's gonna be it's gonna be fun you know there's gonna be great stories about uh hosa through guys like jalmerson and seabrook and keith and 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 and, and sharp and and hearing their thoughts of playing with, you know, a guy that is a Hall of Famer. Let's let's all call it what it is, what it is. 81's a, a Hall of Famer. He's he's had an incredible career. And again, there's a reason that 81 is going up to the rafters. And I know there's some people that don't agree with it, but it is what it is. He had a major impact on this team. Uh, I think we can all sit here and agree that he they don't who, win. Who doesn't agree cups. with this? You'd be surprised, Tony. You'd be surprised. Oh, I'll, the, I'll send you their information. Yeah, the, uh, the Tony, it's the same people that think they're getting a share of the Reinsdorf family trust. There's only they have they have real estate apparently invested in the United Center rafters. I'm appalled. Yeah, <laughs> on so many levels. I know I haven't been on Twitter in in a little bit, and uh, that that might not even be a website by tomorrow. But uh, I I don't know why anybody would disagree with this, Fran. This is the legend. This is the demigod. This is the greatest hockey player uh, of all time outside of uh, Wayne Gretzky and, and Patrick Kane and, and Jonathan Taves. This is this is the reason the Blackhawks won all of these cups. This, that's that's just that's trash thinking. I, I don't know what would go on in anybody's brain 
that, that would tell them that Marion Hosa doesn't deserve his jersey retired by the Chicago Blackhawks. Greatest free agent signing in Chicago sports history of all time will go down as that, and I don't think you can beat it. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree either, man. 81 is, is going into the rafters for a reason, and I think all of those that truly do appreciate what Marion Hosa did in his tenure with the Chicago Blackhawks are going to – Sunday's a holiday. It's not just another game. It's truly a holiday. It's a special day to celebrate. It's a special day to enjoy what it is. And you know what? Outcome be damned of the actual hockey game. I think everybody's going to mark November 20th as a very memorable day in all of our lives as Chicago Blackhawks hockey fans watching number 81 rise into the rafters to join the likes of, you know, the greats like Esposito and Hull and, uh, you know, so many more and Makita who have graced this great franchise uh, for the many years before. And, you know, there's going to be a couple of guys on the ice too, that are going to have their numbers up in the rafters someday here soon uh, in nine and 19 and 88 as well. So it, it's, it's going to be a special day and I, I can't wait to be a part of it with you guys as well. Ron, you said it was a holiday, dude. It's been like that all week. It's been basically like ever since like late last Sunday night when I was thinking about, Oh yeah, in a week we're going to be doing, you know, all these festivities getting ready for it. I've just been in Hosa mode all week. So I've been, preemptively celebrating it and i can't wait for the whole shebang uh to go down sunday night tony you're gonna be there you know he's oh you know you you know i'll be there um i i was going to this game come hell or high water and i knew it from the moment that he signed with the chicago blackhawks that there was going to be this celebration and i'm i'm absolutely excited that you guys are going to be there with me um and it, it seems like we're going to have a large contingent of on tap sportsnet folk out there uh, having beers in the atrium, listening to panels, taking in the ceremonies of Marion Hosta's number going up into the rafters. This is the culmination of what I really feel like that the first real ceremony outside of his one day contract signing, Johnny, that you and I got to come uh, or go to and take in uh, last year when all of this was in the works. But I, I really do honestly feel that this is that first kind of moment where you celebrate what those cup runs were and what they were for outside of any t- sort of like team nostalgia stuff that they did, like bobblehead giveaways. This means something. Marion Hosta's jersey going into the rafters. No one else is ever wearing 81. That's a big statement especially considering with the Blackhawks fan base, there's a lot of people who are out there advocating for a bunch of other numbers to be in those rafters. Chris Chelios's number is not in those rafters. Um, There's, you can go down the list. What he meant to this franchise was something special. How it ended wasn't glorious. It was tragic. The way that Marion Hosa's hockey career ended for him obviously he's got his autobiography out there there's a bunch of details in there i can't wait to go read that book i haven't read a book in a long time <laughs> i'm going to sit down and read that book because i want that insight i want to know what happened with this athlete it's it's a lot for somebody to sit here in 2022 and say i'm going to sit down and read this book and i'm absolutely just excited to do so what he meant to the Chicago Blackhawks, what he meant to those cup runs, what he meant as a free agent signing in a city that just continuously seems to fuck itself 
when it comes to bringing in high class free agents that convert on, you know, your 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 competitive window to go win championships in this day and age in our lifetime, he means so much, and it, it is almost a shame that he does not get the recognition that I feel that he totally deserves for being the finishing finishing piece of the Chicago Blackhawks puzzle uh, and everything that had to go right in order for him to be here. I still remember, uh, you know, the, the people were upset that uh, Marty Havlat was not going to be back with the Chicago Blackhawks. And, you know, there was, are they going to go after Danny Heatley? It, it was Marion Hosa that was the one that came in and solidified this. And a lot of people forget he didn't start that 2009, 2010 season with the Hawks. He was injured. And there was a lot of talk about, was he the right signing because he's injured and he's not playing these games. We came out against San Jose. That changed everything. That was the moment that you knew this team was a force to be fucking reckoned with. And he was there. He played a different game than anybody else in the modern day NHL plays two way hockey, just an absolute treasure to watch. I don't think I've ever been more excited to be part of a ceremony for somebody who should be celebrated in Chicago sports history as one of the people that helped bring multiple championships to this team, to the city, to this fan base. And it is, I, I can't believe Ron, what you just told me a couple minutes ago, that there's people that don't think that he deserves this. Absolutely unreal. I Blender. rest my, I Blender. rest my case. I rest my case here. I love Marion Hosa. I love what he's done for me as a hockey fan. I, I, I love what he brought to the table and, you can't tell me that there is anything more cool and tough than coming down the ice and ripping a slap shot and it fucking going in the back of the net. He did the, that so well. It break, was, it, it's just, it, that's cool and tough hockey. The breakaway slap shot. Gotta love it. Um, but Tony, I think you did a really good job summarizing that, but uh, part of it, obviously the unceremonious end, he will finally have his big ceremony, which he so very much deserves like for all the reasons that you had just mentioned there um but another thing too is he's just such a down-to-earth guy right such a um you know the the nice guy of sorts right the, the not outspoken he's not a, he wasn't a big raw he was still a leader but he wasn't a big raw raw vocal guy right uh, he, obviously there are certain types that that works for that wasn't his style though it, it was lead by example all of that so that is part of why that recognition was not kind of there before and maybe why some people you know, that are maybe more casual observers don't, you know, fully understand the greatness there though. But I go. He, he's the going- guy that he's Johnny. I'm going to bring it back to the departed. He's the guy that did his job. Yeah. Every single time he was on the ice, he was the guy that did his job. He didn't need to tell you that he was doing his job. He did it. Yep. Well said. Ron. Wax some poetic about Marion Hosa. I don't know if I can beat what Tony had to say. I mean, it's, it's again, he's a Hall of Famer. We'll just, we'll call the facts facts, right? He's a Hall of Famer. He, he is one of the most important Blackhawks players uh, of our generations, right? Of our lifetime here in Chicago, signing after, um, you know, that unfortunate end against the Detroit Red Wings in that Western Conference final. 
becoming that piece that everybody, like you said, Tom, everybody was upset that Martin Havlat wasn't coming back. And he stepped into the fold. 57 games in 2010 was just as – actually, he was better than a point-per-game player. I believe it was 61 points that he ended with in 2010, and you guys can absolutely fact-check me on that. But, I mean, what a, what a run, right? 2010, 2013, 2015. It, it has been truly uh, a, a pleasure watching Marion Hosa play over those years. And I'll tell you what, man, just to, to see that 81 go into the rafters is going to be a, a surreal moment, really, I think, from a, from a Blackhawks fandom perspective uh, of seeing truly, again, a guy that I think every one of us has, has agreed deserves the honor and recognition that he has gotten here down the stretch. And, and I saw a little snippet of what he said in his little media tour here. He wants to be a part of the Blackhawks organization going forward. So I don't think this will be the last time we ever see Marion Hosa either. Um, but rightfully honored, he will be on Sunday uh, as we watch number 81 rise into the rafters with some of the greatest hockey players to ever grace the Blackhawks Indian head sweater. Yep. Well said. Um, I'll, you guys kind of like talked about the kind of like the legacy and stuff. Just going back to his playing days, the shit that I remember. Obviously, you talked about the two-way game, uh, Tony. What I loved so much was his ability to handle the puck with one arm, one hand on the stick, and then use his body, his other shoulder, and his butt to shield the defender and just take a power drive to wherever he was going, whether that was to the corner to go and set up a slot pass, whether that was just to take it straight to the net, whether that was just to go and clear out that space so his defenseman could fill in behind him. And then they set up the new cycle. He did it so consistently, so perfectly every time. Uh, and that's the, you know, that's just part of it. That was just part of his offensive flair. Obviously you mentioned the slap shot there, uh, the kind of big frame, the, the sort of power forward when he had to be, but, uh, an all-around forward uh, for most of his sort of uh, kind of roaming uh, throughout the ice. And then the defensive play, too. I mean, that I'm, it's talk about blasphemy. People thinking that he shouldn't have gone to the rafters. Absolute blasphemy. They never won a Selkie trophy. That is, I, that's where I stand on that. Only reason he ever won a Selkie trophy is because he was a winger. It's that's such the only reason. Such a crock of crap, Ron. It, it is a crock of crap. I, I, I don't disagree with you, Johnny. It is a crock of crap. I think it's 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 a true detriment to the actual trophy itself of being the Selkie for the best defensive forward, not the best defensive center. I don't give a fuck if you play center or not. If you are the best defensive forward that season, you should win the award. I absolutely think Mary Hosa had a shot multiple times as a Blackhawk to win that award, and the fact that he didn't win said award uh, is truly a travesty, Johnny. It, it yeah, like I said, it, we can get caught up on all of that, but we'll have our celebration. I absolutely cannot wait for it, Ron. Uh, it's gonna be a great time. If you're coming out uh, to the game, obviously, like I said, check out ontapsportsnet.com. All the details on the timeline of when everything happens there are getting going, but. Uh, plenty of us from ONTAP Sportsnet, the Four Feathers pod crew, we plan on getting out there early. Uh, we'll be in that atrium trying to get up there, uh, get, get a good standing spot for that panel uh, that will take place on the stage there. So uh, come out and find us. Uh, come out and find us, have beer, uh, crack them with the Four Feathers pod crew. It'll be a great time. And, uh, Ron, I... Uh, like I said, it, it's going to be a holiday. It's felt like a holiday all week. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to like survive until like, I know we it, like, it's funny because then we got the Thanksgiving holiday week after this might be the perfect timing for it because they know the, the Blackhawks know that a full city of Chicago, like hangover is on the horizon for Monday morning. So it's like, you can just kind of coast through that and Tuesday before you, you know, get to Wednesday and Thursday for the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I think that, that, that's some savvy timing. So it, it, 
ups to the Blackhawks marketing team for that one. Savvy timing indeed, Johnny. I don't know about you, but I have the entire week off next week, so I'm mentally prepared for right. this. Right, it, it is perfect, am, perfect for a setup ready. like you. But like we said, even if you gotta you know go in and just do like the you know kind of like half shit before Thanksgiving, then it's like okay, well you could still make it work because it's like the end is in sight, and you just had you know one of the best celebrations in, in Blackhawks history there going on right beforehand. Good Absolutely. reason for it. Good reason for the hangover. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tony, what do you have to say uh, as you continue to bop in and out with your technical difficulties? Well, I'm not sure what the topic is here, Ron. So but, uh, good I did, good I, timing I, by the Blackhawks with the kind of holiday right before the holiday, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's perfect timing. I, I've, got, I've got Monday off. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of celebratory drinks consumed on Sunday. Um, you know, we're going to start early and the Blackhawks have done a really good job. And the, the one thing I want to say to this is I expected the ceremonies to start, uh, right before the game. And that's what you've seen from the Hawks with every other ceremony they've done sort of the goal scoring stuff for, for Patrick Kane and some of the points and everything. This is the first time I've seen the Blackhawks actually say, Hey, get here early. We're going to do this ceremony a couple hours before this game starts and let everybody have a party and properly celebrate the legend that Marion Hosa is. So I like this. I like this. Obviously, it was summer. You never had a Stanley Cup rally at the United Center. I know they did Soldier Field. This is going to be the closest to what it would feel like to actually have that at the United Center, outside of the games that they actually won it, right? Because that's one thing. However, this is all before. There's no beer sales cut off, right? Because what beer sales usually get cut off 10 minutes left in the third, right? There's, there's, it's all you're going to have it all free for all. It's going to be great. Yep. It's going to be fantastic. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for Sunday. I cannot wait. And I've got goosebumps just thinking about what it's going to be like during those moments. The Hawks video. Here's the other thing. The Hawks production team for yes. on ice projections, for everything that they do has been absolutely stellar through the last 10 years. It, it really has even, even longer than that. You can go back and say, they've done a really good job. This ceremony will have all of that wrapped into it. I'm excited to see what this presentation is. I'm going to remember this day, and I'm sure you guys will as well, and and uh, everybody who's listening to the show who tunes in, whether it's via television or in in person, is going to remember this day as a Chicago sports fan for the rest of their life. This is the type of thing that you will tell your grandkids about when you're talking about the Chicago Blackhawks, and I'm excited to be part of that. I am. I am just I, fast forward everything to Sunday at noon because I want to live that and I want to live it on fucking repeat. I agree. All right. Um, I guess the question, are you guys going to cry? That's a, that's, that's where we got to go next with this one. I see Ron already nodding. Tony, Probably some waterworks. They're coming Sunday. Oh, there's no, there's no chance that I make it through that ceremony without crying. Um, you know, I've, I've just, I, was going to ask you guys this question too, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be crying and it's, there's, there's no question about it. Um, I know Ron and, and, and you sent this text to me. How could you not be romantic about baseball? 
But how could you not be romantic about Marion Hosa yeah. and the Chicago Blackhawks run? I, I don't think you I don't think you can. I, I really don't. This was a guy, like I said earlier, that that really helped solidify these cup runs. Um, you know, you're going to I think it's going to happen for me when you see the the moment uh, that he comes out of the penalty box and scores the goal on the video board, I'm expecting them to probably project that on the ice as well as his uh, Jersey number is lifted into the rafters. And I don't think that you can be a Blackhawks fan and probably not tear up at that. Uh, The only thing that I can compare this to going into this is sort of the field of dreams game experience uh, that I had where almost the entire crowd was kind of drawn to tears by certain things that were going on. This is a major life moment, maybe not at the same level uh, in terms of, you know, whole sport wide with the Field of Dreams game. But from a Blackhawks standpoint, it kind of echoes that pregame presentation thing, because as I said before, I got so rudely cut off with my phone getting too hot to continue to broadcast. Um, This this is going to have a ton of production behind it. They've set the tone so to speak by saying we are going to give you all of this experience before the actual game instead of shoving it into a 30 minute 20 minute presentation right before puck drop i think they're pulling out the stops for marion hosa and it's going to be hard not to cry johnny i'm I'm curious what you have to say on this one yes so can confirm triple waterworks per bobby margarita it's happening Got it. You know it for all those moments that you mentioned there. Did, uh, did, plenty of did, other ones did, too. Did did Frank confirm it though, Johnny? I, I think that's the more well, important he, one. He he leaked it like two days before it happened. So you know, spaghetti and meatballs. Know. Yeah. No. So, um, guys, one one last note that I thought was funny. I, I think we had a good discussion on Marion Host. They're really looking forward. Like I said, uh, if you're coming out, uh, go and meet up with us in the atrium. Uh, prior to uh, a bunch of the four feathers on tap sports that crew will be out and about. Uh, I'd mentioned that, that panel, it's going to be cool to see some of those other guys back there too. Um, obviously, um, you know, we, we've seen a little bit of Sharpie um, being involved a tad bit with TV so far. I know he's supposed to do a little bit more of that later too, but uh, Keith Seabrook too. Um, and then Nicholas Jalmerson ain't done yet. He's going to be there. He's going to be at the panel. He's going to go and celebrate with his former teammates. We're marrying host tonight. Then he's going back to Sweden. He's going to play. How fucking cool and tough is that? Yeah. How about Nicholas Jalmerson continuing to play hockey? Good for him, man. Hey, I, I'm sure that he still has it too. I, I feel like, you know, some of his retirement was part of just the Arizona Coyotes being absolute trash while he was there. Uh, you know, it's hard to go from a prestigious run that he was on as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks for 95% of his career and they go into the desert and just be forgotten about as a hockey player. But he's clearly still got it. He looked like he was in good shape when he, they had his honor night. I was, I was fortunate enough to be in attendance for that as well. You know, he looked good. He looked like he could still play some hockey. And uh, I'm excited to follow from afar of what he does over in Sweden in the, uh, in the old SHL. So that'll be cool. That'll be cool to see. Like you said, he'll get to celebrate with the boys uh, on Sunday. Then he's off to, to Sweden to, uh, you know, continue being a professional hockey player over in his home country. Tony, is it is this the most hammer thing ever? Like just the friggin' Swedish Viking? 
I mean, it is. It, he's probably got like endless supplies of sixty nine mega um, that keeps yeah. him going. Like you know, and maybe it's not even sixty nine mega. Maybe it's four mega. Um, he's he's man. The toll that he has had on his body playing professional hockey has got to be up there with just any other person who's ever laced him up. Um, surprising to me. I, I He's made some good money playing hockey, but he just loves the sport. He loves to do what he does. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame. And Ron, I think I kind of echo your statement here. It's probably more to do with uh, the state of the National Hockey League and the teams that he was playing for at the time he made that decision uh, to leave because, you know, I can, I can see, see him still lacing it up and being uh, a productive member of the NHL right now, just with the way that guy is an absolute fucking warrior. But, um, you know, it, it, this doesn't surprise me one bit uh, that he's going to go and uh, continue to lace him up after he celebrates what was uh, probably the pinnacle. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, he's he's got cool and tough written all over him. Yeah, so I just want to mention that because he will be in attendance there for that Marion hostess ceremony. So uh, once again, details about him signing over in Sweden too, once again, on tap, sportsnet.com. Uh, I wrote up a little piece about it when that was announced by um, the Swedish Elite League team uh, that will be rejoining over there in his home country. So, boys, this has been a good show. Good to get back on here and talk all things Blackhawks with you. Obviously, the big day Sunday. We're all looking forward to it. But um, we'll be back discussing more. Um, hopefully, the boys I, – guys, I, I just uh, fin- finish with this for, for some final thoughts here. I know you'd said it probably won't matter, and it, and it really won't because the day will be special regardless. But I really want to see the boys get a win on Sunday for you. You, you you just you got to finish it with the vibes right, Tony. I think it will set the right vibes with eight that to whole one. ceremony. Eight to one, or it's unacceptable. Right. right. I see. That's the kind of energy I'm looking for. <laughs> Ron. I'm I'm right there with it. Hey, I'm I'm all for you know three Athens CU goals, a pair of Domi goals. I need Kaner and, and Taser getting on the score sheet as well, and. Let's let's hope it ends eight to one. It would only be poetically proper if it ends eight to one with a Blackhawks victory. Yeah, that's about all I've got here. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. Hope you all enjoyed the new intro here uh, for the Four Feathers podcast. Make sure you go and check out ontapsportsnet.com. Give us a follow on socials at Four Feathers Pod and at ontapsportsnet. And uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss any of the shows in the future. That's at ontapsportsnet on there. Go and like us on Facebook as well. You can find these broadcasts there. Um, Always a good time interacting uh, with our listeners. So, boys, until next time, that's all I've got. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Hosa forever.